Shalom, all praises, glory, and honor to Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shai. The Heavenly Father's name is Yahweh, which means he exists. Bahashem, which means in the name. Yahweh Shai, which means he is the deliverer who the world England calls Jesus Christ. The Heavenly Father have given us this truth through Rakakwadash, which is the Holy Spirit. And we thank Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shai, for his tender mercies. Peace and blessings to the elect. And a remnant which consists of you so-called negroes latinos native americans as well as the israelites who look like all the different nations but your lineage go back to abraham isaac and jacob peace and blessings and i say shalom to you brothers and sisters out there that's listening on the different uh formats uh was it spotify uh anchor.com as well as Podbean. and i know it's a lot of uh uh commotion that's going on with with spotify you know a lot of stuff going on i guess what uh happened with uh joe rogan and then you had uh what's his name the uh uh singer songwriter neil young uh basically um you know uh discontinued his uh business relationship with uh spotify so it's a lot of uh chaos going on a lot of uh infighting and stuff like that the scriptures tell us that if satan be divided against itself how how shall he stand and we know that America is the uh, the home of the Edomites, who are the devil the Bible speak of. So all of this infighting, you got, um, you know, different uh, sectors of society where you have a, a bunch of, um, you know, stuff going on, man. And it's it's letting us know, man, that we're definitely, you know, in the end times where uh, there will be much confusion throughout the earth you know and we're seeing a lot of confusion specifically coming out of babylon the great but nonetheless this truth is being preached throughout the four corners of the earth and while we have these uh platforms we must utilize them you know uh the best of our ability to uh, spread the gospel which is the good news you know i want to make a uh, declaration that myself i don't advocate uh brothers or even sisters out there uh, going out and becoming carnal you know the bible tells us that we're to wait on the lord and the reason why i say that because i got a notice uh on my anchor.com uh account uh going into um you know basically it's just like uh uh what's that um like the uh, policies and procedures when it comes to uh uploading you know information or 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 uh you know recordings podcasts or whatever like that content so again you know myself on this platform which is 
Hebrew Israelite biblical news. We go into biblical history. We go into the word of the Lord, which the Bible uh, goes into a uh, war. It goes into peace. It goes in, into good and evil. It lets us know the biblical prophecies of what the Lord is going to do to the wicked. So, yeah, the, the book uh, will go into uh, warfare, you know, but, you know, brothers like myself and other brothers, we don't we don't advocate uh, uh, going out and being violent. You know, Lord told us to be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. You know, Lord told us that we're sheep in the midst of wolves. And the Lord told us that uh, to be angry, but sin not, you know. So you'll find out that Israelites are some of the most uh, law abiding people, you know, in this uh, wicked place, man. We follow the rules uh, more than the people that make the rules, you know. And that's the that's because the Lord uh, uh, gave us knowledge, wisdom and understanding how to uh, deal with uh, the land of our oppressors. Because we're in Babylon the Great, which is America, you know, and despite all of the violence and the terroristic acts that's been against us as a people, we have, uh, for the most part, been uh, mild and 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 nonviolent, you know, despite what these people say about us and try to paint us as uh, evil and, and terrorist and all of that is is um, is something, you know. These people have been the most violent people on the planet and have shown their hatred and they have a, a track record of their violence and their terroristic activities against us, you know, and we're going to go into the black towns because us having all of those uh, black towns in the, uh, in the past, it shows you the hatred that Esau had for us because we were uh, thriving. We had uh, many uh, towns throughout the uh, country, you know, um, you know, after uh, slavery, during the time of reconstruction. So I want to read some uh, information and this might be, uh, you know, a multiple episode lesson, but I want to go into some of the history of uh, black towns because the first newsletter that I did on HIBN or for HIB, HIBN, which stands for Hebrew Israelite Biblical News. The first um, newsletter was uh, about uh, New Jerusalem or Little Jerusalem, which is a, a historical um, landmark. It's a, a state park. And we, uh, through, you know, information, my mother, she, she uh, researched and found out that it was a black settlement. But just like just like a lot of stuff uh they hide our, our they hide our history and we have to really research and and you know put this uh puzzle piece together and that's one of the reasons why they don't want to teach a critical race theory because it's going to go into esau's wicked history you know they don't want their children to feel bad about what they did you know and and that's that's that shows you that Esau, he's not upright, he's not uh, forthright, he's not honest. That he he's so concerned about offending his uh, his uh, descendants that he would just rather uh, hide history, and that's what they've always done. They've always lied, and and they they're pretty um, stubborn about it. 
So right here, this is uh, in in the um, was uh, the website is encyclopedia.com history, encyclopedias, almanacs, uh, transcripts and maps on black towns. So let's read this. And I'll try to get through it because this computer is kind of lagging. So it says black towns, African-American town promoters established at least 88 and perhaps as many as 200 black towns across the United States during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. So you had a, at least uh, 88 to 200 black towns, which more than likely it was more because they can't give a definite number. And a lot of the black towns were destroyed by uh, mobs of uh, Edomites, you know, terrorist uh, organizations like the KKK destroyed those black towns. It says black towns, either mostly or completely African-American incorporated communities with autonomous black city governments and commercially oriented economic uh, economies often serve in a hinterland of black farmers. So these black uh, towns, they were incorporated. They weren't just little shacks and, you know, uh, you know, little uh, uh, settlements or whatever like that, where just Jake just built some shabby, uh, shabby homes or whatever like that. No, these were incorporated communities with autonomous black city government so you had uh black officials you know it was commercial commercially oriented economy so it was a, a economy just like you have black wall street where the dollar is circulated so many times and that's what was going on with these you know the situation with these black towns you know it says often serving a hinter of hinterland of black farmers so you had a lot of agriculture, a lot of farmers, you know, gr growing different crops. It says were created with clearly defined ec economic and political motives. So these were uh, townships that, uh, that, you know, that ran, you know, they were, they were uh, uh, thoroughly ran, you know, they had a, it was a structure, economic structure and political structure. It says the founders of the town, such as Nicodemus, Kansas, which I've uh, heard about, you know, my mother, she told told me about uh, uh, Nicodemus, Kansas. But prior to that, it was a Jake that I used to work with when I used to work over in Kansas. I, I'm from Missouri. So this uh, Jake, he told me that his family, you know, they were some of the first settlers in Nic Nicodemus, you know. He, he broke that down. He said, you know, yeah, his family were, were some of the first people that's, uh, you know, that's that was in that town. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that they were some of the uh, the founders of it. I might be wrong, but for some reason, I think he said that it says Bowley, Oklahoma and Mound Bayou, Mississippi, like the entrepreneurs who created Chicago, Denver and thousands of other uh municipalities across the nation hope their enterprise will be profitable and uh, um, appeal to early settlers with the promise of rising real estate values however they uh, added special enticements for african-americans 
people, you know, the real um, uh, name of the African-Americans or the or the Jews, the slang word Jews comes from the word Judah or Yahawadah. So the real uh, Jews, according to the Bible, are you so-called Negroes in America. That's why during slavery, they wouldn't allow us to read because, you know, they hit our they hit our heritage and our identity the same way that, you know, the descendants of Esau, they don't want their children to learn about critical race theory because critical race theory goes into uh, slavery. It goes also into the sundown towns, which we're going to go into also because the sundown towns, just like you had a whole bunch of black or African-American towns where black people ruled, you had, you had, um, uh, pretty much uh, white towns that were called sundown towns. And if black men or women were caught in those towns or if they were even living in those towns, if they were out at night, they would uh, more, more than likely be lynched. They would be murdered, you know? It says, um, however, they added special enticements for African-Americans, the ability to escape Racial oppression control their economic destinies and prove black capacity for self-government. And that's exactly what was happening. After slavery, during the time of Reconstruction, you had black towns and they were able to escape racial oppression because they were living amongst, you know, them, you know, living amongst themselves in the community. And they they uh they built things, you know, they built towns, they had, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, just like when you think of a, a of a town or city, that's exactly what the so-called Negroes had. They had the economy. They had, uh, you know, lawyers and doctors. They had mayors and sheriffs and deputies, and they were they were self-governed. It says the first all-black communities began in Upper Canada and Ontario as an offshoot of the abolitionist movement. It says in 1829, let me see how much time we got. Okay, we, we, we're doing okay. It says in 1829, the settlement of Wilberforce was created to resettle black refugees expelled from Cincinnati. Wilberforce, as well as most of the later Canadian settlements such as Dawn and Elgin were operated largely by white charities and often designed to give African-Americans land and teach them usable skills. However, most of these efforts were poorly funded and managed and uh, none survived very long. It says the first black towns in the United States was created in 1835 when Free Frank McWhorter, an ex-Kentucky slave, founded a short-lived community of New Philadelphia, Illinois, more black towns emerged in the first year after the Civil War. Texas led the way in the late 1860s with the funding of Shankleville in 1867 and Kendleton in 1870. These communities populated by ex-slaves from the surrounding countryside rose from the desire of free people to own land without interference. So we just wanted to own things without Edomites uh, getting in our mix, you know, because remember, these were people, these were ex-slaves. These were people that were treated, treat, 
uh, treated like animals and miseducated and and uh and uh, basically um denied any kind of um uh education but these resilient people uh learned and used the, the skills that they had because hell th that 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 whole uh chattel slavery as oppressive and evil as it was the 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 negroes uh were able to survive that and these are the people that built america so they had the skills they had um the knowledge and understanding to to build things and and that was uh contrary to popular belief that wasn't just brought about through uh, chattel slavery no we were building things before uh slavery because these are the, the descendants of the moors the moors who were um taking on the religion of uh, islam built europe civilized europe so we were always we were already building shit, man we were already building societies and and us uh, again civilizing europe you know inventions and in, in medicine and and uh in architecture you know fashion all kind of stuff man it says the vast majority of black towns emerged in the west however following the end of reconstruction like whites blacks were lured by the promise of the west african americans largely unable to secure land and economic op opportunity in the confederate states because the uh the civil war which the union won based off of uh, negroes enlisting in the uh, army that's how the um the the union won that war you know and so you had the uh, confederate states that that were pretty much demolished but yet you know they weren't treated treated like um like traitors you know they they, they were still oppressing jake even though uh slavery was uh so-called emancipated you know af after uh you know after the civil war or i i, I gotta get the uh, dates um i'm not for sure i think it's 1865 if i might if i'm um if i'm right i might be wrong but nonetheless you know it was through the so-called emancipation of proclamation that that slaves were um we're no longer on those plantations as as a whole because even after slavery uh so-called uh the emancipation you had slaves that were still on the plantations and they they uh they didn't know or they they didn't believe that they were free that's where you get the whole juneteenth from you know you can look that up it says um look to the west with its reserves of inexpensive land that could be assessed through the homestead act so the homestead act was really your your form of um welfare to uh edomites the so-called white people because you had a whole bunch of the irish that were benefiting from the homestead act where they were going out west and getting land they were just all they was doing was just marking their uh land like that movie um with uh tom cruise and nicole kitman that's an excellent uh example of of uh, the homestead act they was going out west and they was having to um uh and you know go through the uh, hostile territory because a lot of gad the native americans they weren't having it man 
they were they was uh, shooting arrows at the uh settlers and stuff like that in their wagons and you know massacring them and all kind of stuff man because esau he, he he's been hostile towards gad you know so a lot of those uh native tribes in the southwest they they uh you know they were uh basically at war it says moreover for the uh, african americans who have briefly held political power in the reconstruction era south before being overwhelmed by conservative white regimes the possibility of distinct black political uh, autonomy was particularly attractive it says the six representative communities nicodemus kansas langston city oklahoma bali uh, indian territory mount bayou uh, mississippi De uh, mississippi deerfield colorado and Allensworth, California, all share these characteristics and will be discussed in depth. So it goes into uh, Nicodemus, Kansas. I'll just read that right quick, see how much time we got. Okay. So you, you'll get a, um, you get these history books that just have you to believe that after slavery, so-called Negroes, they didn't do nothing. No, we were, we were too busy building towns and you had the kkk that was uh jealous and envious of that and and a lot of the uh so-called black towns were destroyed and sabotaged it says nicodemus kansas was the first predominantly black community that gained national attention yeah so yeah nicodemus kansas is pretty much the first predominantly black community there were many towns but nicodemus kansas is pretty much uh at the forefront you know when it comes to uh, towns uh, during the time of Reconstruction. It says, Nicodemus was founded by W.R. Hill, a white minister and a land speculator who during the mid-1870s joined three black Kansas residents, W.H. Smith, uh, Simon P. Roundtree, and Z.T. Fletcher and planted an agricultural community and sparsely community uh, sparsely populated western kansas after naming nicodemus after a legendary uh african slave prince who purchased his freedom they soon recruited settlers from the south it says the um the third the first let's see hold on it says um Hold on. Bear with me. It says, um, dang this damn computer. It says the first 30 colonists arrived from Kentucky in July 1877, followed by 150 from the same state in March 1878. Other newcomers arrived late in the year from tennessee missouri and mississippi by 1880 258 uh, blacks and 58 whites resided in the town and uh surrounding township both the townspeople and the farmers who grew corn and wheat helped nicodemus emerge as a small briefly thriving community the first uh retail stores opened in 1879 town founder and postmaster T. 
Z.T. Fletcher opened the, uh, the St. Francis Hotel in 1885. Two white residents established the town's newspaper, the Nicodemus Western Cyclone in 1886 and the Nicodemus Enterprise one year later. By 1886, Nicodemus had three churches and a schoolhouse. It says the town's success attracted other African-Americans, including Edwin P. McCabe, who would soon later uh, become the most famous black politician outside of the South, born in Troy, New York in 1850. McCabe uh, arrived in Nicodemus in 1878 and began working as a land agent in 1880 when Kansas Governor J.P. St. John established Graham County would include Nicodemus. McCabe was appointed acting county clerk, uh, beginning a long career of elective and uh, appointive office holding in eight uh, in November 1881. McCabe was elected clerk for Graham County, and the following year, at age 32, he became the highest-ranking African American elected official outside the South when Kansas voters chose him as a state auditor. It says Nicodemus fortunes, however, began to decline in the 1880s. In 1885, a blizzard destroyed 40% of the wheat crop, prompting the first exodus from the area. By 1888, three railroads had bypassed the town despite its purchase of $16,000 in bonds to attract the rail line. Moreover, toward the end of the decade, Oklahoma became more appealing to prospective black homesteaders. So that's where you get your um, Black Wall Street. Because a lot of uh, the, um, as it says, toward the end of the decade, Oklahoma became more appealing to black, uh, prospective black homesteaders, you know. So again, that's where you get uh, Tulsa or Tulsa, Oklahoma and Greenwood, which is a neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we're going to go more more into this, you know, we're going to read more going into this history. Lord said that he requires the past. So we're we are a resilient people, man, especially in these uh, last days as things get more and more uh, difficult for us. We have to we have to tap into our, our spirit of uh, of, you know, being uh, survivors, man, just like how our people were survivors during the most. A horrific and brutal form of slavery they built things so in these last days brothers and sisters need to be in that mindset of being self-sufficient through the spirit and power of Yahweh Bashem Shai. you know homesteading you know that that's a you know a word that that's uh, basically going into a family that is um self-sufficient you know on land you know whether it be you um you know raising chickens or or cattle or whatever like that but nonetheless you know i'll be back shalom